the players, regardless if they're really athletic or not, it's the ones that get those extra reps in at home on their own or even in between sets. Cause it's, it's pretty tiring when, when I do the speed development sessions. Um, and so after they do one drill or one movement that they didn't quite get the first time, it's the guys that are obsessed with it and, and it bothers them that they can't get it. Right. So they keep doing it on the way back to the start line. I can see them working on it. Hey there, I'm Ashley Burkhart, owner of Ashley B Training, former D1 athlete and professional athlete in the game of softball. I even spent a little bit of time coaching at the college level as well. But now I coach athletes and especially youth athletes. And I try to teach them the ways to become the very best versions of themselves. And I know that they can't do that without a support system that will do anything and everything to make sure their dreams and their goals happen for them. A lot of times I hear parents and coaches saying, hey, I'm just gonna dish my athlete off to you. Hopefully you can figure out what her issue is. Here's the deal. That's not how we should coach. That's not how we should parent. And I can tell you right now, I'm not a parent, but your athlete is the most influenced by you. And I truly believe that you are one of the reasons why she plays the game. And I truly believe you are one of the reasons why she plays so hard. So if we can learn from some of the greats, I'm going to have some of the best softball players, some of the best softball players, parents, even my parents and my family are going to be on this podcast sharing our journeys with you so that when the cleats do come off, you know what to say so that she can learn from her mistakes sooner, so that she can become the best version of her. And that's what we want. We want our athletes to be able to thrive. And that's why we're here. So welcome to this podcast. This is going to get real. This is going to get deep. And I'm here to challenge your thinking. That's why I coach. I'm really excited for you to be here. And I can't wait to hear who else is going to be along this journey with us. Learning from some of the best. I'm going to be learning too. So whip out your notebook and let's head to the next episode. Hey, hey, and welcome back to another episode of When the Cleats Come Off. I'm your host, Ashley Egel, and I hope you had an incredible Thanksgiving and you're not going too crazy with all these Cyber Monday deals and Black Friday deals. It can be a pretty busy time for us, but I'm so grateful that you are taking the time this week to hang out with me and listen to another episode. So, I'm very excited to introduce to you this week a good friend of mine. His name is Chase Darno. Uh, you may know his brother, Travis, who just won the World Series. He was the Braves catcher. Um, but Chase actually played in the MLB for some time, and I'll go into this in a little bit. But I'm so excited because his passion is speed training and base running. And this is a conversation we haven't really talked a whole lot about on the podcast. We actually just dabbled into base running with Natasha Watley recently. But this episode is going to be all about speed training and how he's teaching it and how actually you could work with him if you live in Southern California. But this conversation is long overdue and I'm so, so happy to bring it to you. 
I met Chase in California in early 2020, back before we knew COVID was a thing. Um, and we filmed a video for his Journeyman series um, that he created with with baseballism. And it talked a little bit about my professional journey. He actually wanted to interview me in 2019. We couldn't get a time to work, but I was going out to California with, with Notre Dame and I was coaching with them. And we booked a time and we hung out and he filmed me and it was, it was so fun. And this is how our relationship started. And if you want to actually see the video, I did some digging, went to Instagram, checked out baseballism and scrolled for a bit. But that video I've put in the show notes, if you're interested in watching it, it was super, super fun, uh, to film with him. And he's just super talented. Um, so let's actually get into why he's here. Again, we're talking about base running, but these are some more things that you can find in this episode. So at the beginning, I asked Chase to talk about his journey, and his dad was a huge part of he and his brother's success in the game. And he was taught to just play, you know, just play the game, just have fun. And he's his dad encouraged him and his brother to just play in the yard a lot, and that's how they became so athletic. We also talk about how to be an explosive athlete, whether you're sprinting out of the box, you're on the base path, and you're sprinting to the next bag, or whether you're on defense going for a ball, an explosive first step we dive into in this episode. We also talk about sprint technique and running mechanics and some drills to help improve these aspects of your game. He talks about the importance of hip and ankle mobility. So if this is a conversation that you know some of your friends are going to want to hear, go ahead and share this with a friend. Also, if you are digging this conversation and want to get even more out of it, Chase does a lot of standing up and showing certain drills that he's talking about. And this episode is going to be on YouTube either the day of or the day after this episode is out. Um, So you can find that on my YouTube channel, Ashley Burkhart Training. Head to when the cleats come off interviews, and you can see Chase showing you some of these drills and movements. Before we dive into the episode, let's learn a little bit about Chase. Chase was drafted to the Los Angeles Dodgers straight out of high school. He was in the 44th round, but he said he wanted to go compete in college and get that experience. So he competed at Pepperdine from 2005 to 2008, and in 2008, he was drafted by the Pittsburgh Pirates in the fourth round, and he took their offer and he joined the farm system for the MLB. Now, he was called up to the majors for the Pirates on June 24th, 2011. In his Major League Baseball career, he competed for the Pittsburgh Pirates, the Philadelphia Phillies, the Atlanta Braves, Boston Red Sox, San Diego Padres, and the San Francisco Giants. That was the last team that he played for. He left the game in 2019 to spend more time with his wife, Caitlin, and his boys, Jagger and Jet, who we talk a little bit about in this episode. He owns his own media group and actually spent time filming for Baseballism. He was the creative director for their video series, Ball Players Like Us, which is the same one that I was interviewed on, and Flagman Fundamentals. He is the founder of his media group, Darno Media Group, and he is the creator of the Journeyman series. With all of these accolades that he's had, he has changed the game and has so many different outlets that he loves. He even is a part of a band. (laughs) He does so much for the game. He has so many different hats that he wears, and I'm so excited for him to teach you a little bit about bass running. Let's head to the episode with my good friend, Chase Darnell. Let's go. We started talking and Chase goes, just turn on the record button. Let's get into this. Hey, Chase. Welcome to the convo. What's happening? <laughs> What's up, Smashly? Happy to be here. Cheers. I'm pumped to have you. Cheers. Are you drinking coffee as well? Yeah. 
Yeah. It's Much my needed. best dad ever mug. Uh, best dad ever? Coffee. Well, you are the best dad ever. Everything I see on Instagram, I'm like a huge fan of everything you're putting of Jagger. And what's your youngest name? Jet. Jet. I love it. Yeah, Jagger and Jet. Jagger and Jet. They're beasts. They love using my workout equipment. Like, I'm not talking about weights and pushing stuff. I'm talking my hurdles, my cones, <laughs> my resistance bands. Jagger likes putting the resistance bands on. He's going to have some really strong glutes, really strong glutes. He also has a really strong swing. I just saw you. I think, what do you do? You like from behind him, just kind of like put, put him through the motion. And now he's just like this epic hitter. Uh, I did that from time to time. There are a lot of different things that I did. Uh, it was fun for me, right? Like you have this little tiny human being who hasn't swung about yet. It's like, okay, if somebody was going to teach me how to swing from the very beginning, how would I want to have been taught? How do, what do I think would stick the most? And I feel mm-hmm. like when you're that young, you can't talk yet, right? They don't have the vocabulary to be able to catch on to what I'm trying to say and explain yeah. how you hold on your backside and that your weight's supposed to be distributed in a certain way. Right. So I literally just get behind him and I, I keep his feet grounded and spread with a, the right, right comfortable distance for him. His feet spread apart. And I just make sure when I'm holding his hand that he, his, he feels his elbow leading. And so he feels like he's pulling the bat through. Mm. So he just like feel the right way to swing just in general. So that just to ingrain the feeling, right? Yeah. They can't communicate with language, but when it comes to feeling something, they can feel it and then try to repeat it. That's, that's what I did over and over again when they were younger. Oh, I love that. Things. I love that. Yeah. It's all feel at that age, it seems like. And for anybody that's listening to the podcast and they're like trying to figure out what the heck you were just moving in your chair and doing, this will be up on YouTube once this airs. So if anybody wants to see you, how you work with Jagger and his swing, I'm a huge fan. So I just need to take notes because who knows, I might have little mini me's running around here in a few years. So need to be prepared. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And they're going to be great hitters. They'll be great hitters. They better be. Actually, no, they're going to be great at whatever they choose. They better be. <laughs> they're going to be great at whatever they choose to do. But if mom <laughs> yes. has a tea and balls laying around, I'm sure they're going to pick it up and start using it. Yeah. Most yeah. Likely. Gotta, yeah. You want them to love it. And uh, I think, like, I don't see you doing this. So like, yeah, some parents... It can get really pushy, right? To the point to where the kids don't want to do it anymore. Right. And so I've always been very cognizant of that. Like whenever he's like, I don't want to do it anymore. If he just runs to do something else, I don't force him to stay and and work on it because I want him to love it. And I want him to drag me out there. Like, yeah, throw me some balls. I'm like, okay, Mm, I'll do it. That's got to be the best Mm -hmm. feeling when he asks you to go play. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And I never (laughs) say no. Oh, yeah. I, Mm -hmm. I could never see you saying no. I love that. Didn't he just go watch his uncle play recently? That's right. Yep. We've been going to yesterday, two days ago, he went to the Dodger game. Well, Braves Dodgers game. And uh, it was the day that they lost. It's just too bad. But that's okay. All right. Can't win all the games. But um, <laughs> it was 2 0. Jagger had a great time. Jagger had a great time. So did Jet. Uh, you know, Caitlin, I felt bad for Caitlin. You know, Caitlin, my wife, she was, she was you know, we're five months along. Um, she's pregnant, due in February, and the boys just wanted to sit on her lap constantly. They didn't mm. want to sit on dad's lap. They wanted to sit on mom's lap during the game. So, <laughs> no, got to give her some credit for, for withstanding all of that. Well, congrats to you guys. I didn't know you were expecting again. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yep, another boy, due in February. Whew. You ready? You ready to have another? Yeah. The first two have prepared us. <laughs> I was going to say, I think you have it figured yeah. out at this point. Yeah, we're just outnumbered now. Yeah, it sounds like it. Well, before we 
dive too far into base running, which is why I called you up and said, hey, let's talk about this. I want to know about just a little bit of your journey through the game. It doesn't have to be like a super long spiel, but like I really love hearing from your perspective where baseball started coming into play for you, where it led you, and now where you're at. Actually, baseball came into play when I was like three, four years old, and my dad first bought my like, little tykes, plastic, tee, and bat. Uh, we played in my front yard, and his goal was to coach his two boys in, in Little League, uh, which he eventually did. Uh, Travis and I, when we were 12 and 10 years old, our dad was uh, one of our coaches, and uh, that was a really special time. Um, one of the last times that Travis and I got to play together, aside from in, in pro ball when we were on the all-star team together, um, you know, it was something that we just loved doing, and our dad did a great job of making us look forward to the games. Right. Like every time we left a game or on the way to a game, on the way to practice, from practice, there was a lot of positivity in the car. Like, oh, man, I love the way you do this. Oh, when your hands roll over. He's like, I love it when your hands roll over like that. Even though now as a <laughs> like ex-professional ball player, like I, I know that you probably don't want to roll this early in the game. But he still got us hyped up. Mm-hmm. He was our hype man. He was our hype man. And he helped fill us up with with confidence. Uh, so we were able to go out there without being insecure and just have fun and leave it all out there on the field. Um, we also had some amazing coaches growing up, Travis and I. Let's see. In, it got more serious in high school. My sophomore, junior year got a lot more serious. Uh, that's when scouts came into the picture and I started getting attention from colleges. And I started to think to myself, wow, I guess I'm, I'm better than I thought. I didn't realize I was that that good. And what a, an amazing opportunity to attend a prestigious school um, and and have baseball pave the way for my future and possibly even play professional baseball. Um, I ended up getting drafted by the Dodgers at a high school, went to college, anyways, Pepperdine. And then three years after that, I got drafted by the Pittsburgh Pirates in the fourth round. Um, three years after that, I got called up. So in 2011, I made my debut at PNC Park against the Red Sox. Uh, John Lester was on the mound. Manny Ramirez was on the left. Had Pedroia, Euclid, they had the, the the whole gang. Big Poppy was the OG Red Sox. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was quite an experience. Um, but to, to to make a long story short, uh, I I ended up playing until 2019, um, and ended up playing with six teams total. So the uh, Pirates, the Phillies, the Braves, the Red Sox, the Padres, and the Giants in that order. Now I'm two years removed from pro ball, spending a lot of time with my kids, and uh, now I do speed training. Yeah, I felt you do. like there was a huge hole. I felt like there was a huge hole. It's huge. Yeah, it's it, a massive There are plenty of hole. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't you mm-hmm. hit a triple in that game that you were just mentioning, though, before you kept going? Pretty yeah, sure. Yeah, my first hit was a triple. My debut. Mm-hmm. Yeah, don't forget about Triple that part. Left. That's that's significant. I shouldn't. I shouldn't. You're right. You're right. It's significant. <laughs> and you know, so significant is that you know, Manny Ramirez wasn't left. I just loved watching that guy play. He, he had his <laughs> own style, so different from everybody else's at the time. I feel like he would really fit in now. Mm-hmm. Right. He's kind of a pioneer of this style and the way that he celebrated his home runs and his swagger, the big baggy pants. I mean, mm-hmm. he he was a pioneer in yeah. that sense. Did you dream of playing pro ball when you were younger? Or was that just kind of a really cool thing that started to develop once you started seeing scouts watching you? Uh, I, occasionally, I would. Um, tra- we Neither of us were obsessed with it. It was just something that we did all the time. I, I mean, 
introspectively, we played a lot. We played a lot. Like it was just something that we loved doing. And we watched some big league games too. On TBS, we'd always watch the Braves play. So it was a great one. When I got to play for the Braves, now watching Travis play with the Braves and playoffs is so special, right? And that's America's team because of all the games that they that were just being aired on TBS. So many people that I talked to were watching the Braves and knew that team in and out. So we, we, we'd watch the Braves games a lot and we'd play baseball in our front yard. And we, when we ran out of baseballs, we'd get paper, crumple it up and get the duct tape, throw it up there. And then we'd play for an hour, go inside, drink some milk, and then roll back outside. Just <laughs> drink some milk. I love that. Swear. We did that a lot. Yeah. All through little league and pony. We were, we were playing a lot of baseball together. Um, but yeah, once we got into high school and things got more serious, uh, when I went to Pepperdine, that's when you know, your eyes open up. It's like, whoa, there's a tremendous opportunity here. And let's, let's, let's work hard, put our heads down, and, and have that tunnel vision. Yeah. Hey, popping in real quick to let you know and remind you, if you listened to last week's episode, you heard that we have something big coming January 1st of 2022. And we do for hitters. I know we're not talking about hitting in this conversation, but I'm going to be talking about this till I'm blue in the face because this opportunity for hitters is one that we have never done before. And we have a lot of exciting things up our sleeve. So if you head to the link in the show notes, that will lead you to signing up for our newsletter, our weekly newsletter people, everybody who's involved in there is the first to know about this experience that we're about to give athletes. So if you want to be a part of the exciting new things happening in 2022, make sure you're part of our newsletter. If you are already, shout out to you. You're awesome. But if you haven't joined our weekly newsletter, head to the link in the show notes so you can join and you can be the first to know when we launch this super exciting thing coming January 1st of 2022. All right. Thanks for tuning in. Let's head back to this interview with Chase. That reminds me of when I used to play in my front yard with my sisters. We literally made up some sort of, it was like we, we built a diamond, but we built rules around it that had nothing to do with actually like softball. Um, but it was like, we could pell, like pellet. We, we, I think we used like a, like a wiffle ball and we just like chuck it at each other. Like it was, just, mm. it was kind of brutal, but I just remember after dinner, we'd be like, okay, let's go play. Like, this was just like our thing. Mm-hmm. And like, we didn't work on fundamentals. It was just like, I'm going to beat you and this is how I'm going to do it. And it was it was amazing. Um, there's something to that, I think, um, to develop just the joy of just being around the game or things similar to it. All the better players do it. Mm-hmm. I notice it in my my speed groups right away. Like, it's interesting being on this side of things. I'm so used to being a player training and having a trainer. Mm-hmm. But now helping these guys understand how to use their bodies the right yeah. way to maximize their angles and force and direction into the ground. Uh, what position to get their bodies in so they can maximize that force production into the ground. Like the players, regardless if they're really athletic or not, it's the ones that get those extra reps in at home on their own, or even in between sets. Cause it's, it's pretty tiring when, when I do the speed development sessions. Um, and so after they do one drill or one movement that they didn't quite get the first time, it's the guys that, are obsessed with it and, and it bothers them that they can't get it. Right. So they keep doing it on the way back to the start line. I can see them working on it. Mm-hmm. And then you have other players that just kind of walk back and, and might be a little discouraged because they couldn't get this very difficult movement to get right. But the players that come early, bring their baseball gloves, they're playing catch with each other before our speed chest sessions. Like th- those are usually the, the players that get those extra reps in. They want it more. 
And because of those extra reps that they get in before or after practice at home, they're just, they're just going to be a little more talented than other players that didn't get the same amount of reps. Right. It's just, it just makes sense. That's so cool that you have created this environment for athletes to just be around the game and want to be good at base running. I'm curious, where did your love for base running start? Yeah, my junior year of college, uh, Coach Steve Rodriguez, who's now the head coach over at Baylor, um, he was our head coach at Pepperdine at the time, and he brought in a trainer named Woody Clifford's um, from Sports West Performance. That's the name of his his company. And Woody at the time was playing minor league baseball still, but he had trained with a uh, very talented um, trainer, I, I, Marcus Elliott. His name P three over in Santa Barbara, mm-hmm. but Woody was not an ordinary trainer. Like he was really well versed in how to get you bigger and stronger, but, but also faster, like speed technique. He was really well-versed. And so twice a week we'd go out and focus on our sprint technique and running mechanics. Mm-hmm. And I learned quickly after working with him, just how much wasted motion I had in my run. I didn't realize it was holding me back. I was always a seven to seven two, 60 yard runner in high school and college. Like when I went to workouts, I was usually, I looked at myself like an average shortstop when it came to speed. When it came to speed, it was like average on my team for a middle infielder where other guys, like outfielders, some infielders were running 6'5", 6'6", 6'4". I saw Justin Upton run a 6'2". When Cameron Maven ran a 6'2". I'm like, gosh, wow. that would be nice to be fast. <laughs> That'd be so nice. They must just have that natural speed. Right. But then after working with Woody for three months, right, and learning these really you know, intricate drills where you have to be very technique strong, I learned how to use my body the right way and became stronger in the right areas. And I gained more hip flexibility and ankle mobility. Uh, and after putting those three months in, I went from running a seven, one 60 yard dash to six, four, like consistently wow. laser time. In that much so time. It, it makes it. Yeah. Holy crap. Yeah. So it just goes to show if you're really athletic and you have that springiness and explosiveness, you can have huge gains. And even if you're a below average runner, you can go from being below average to average or even average to a little above average. It's, it's how much time do you put into it? Um, how determined are you, right? And, and having the right attitude. I mean, too many people get discouraged because these movements are difficult. Right? We're talking like A skips, B skips. Top speed mechanics are so counterintuitive. Like Unless you've actually studied sprint technique and, and running mechanics, chances are your mechanics aren't that great and they're flawed and mm-hmm. you can perfect them to make yourself faster. And it's, it, I'm not stepping on anybody's toes as a speed trainer, right? I'm not, like if kid wants, if, if a, athlete wants to talk to me about hitting. I'm happy to talk to him about hitting. I'm happy to talk about defense, but I, I like creating these relationships with coaches around the area and, and, and fusing myself into the baseball community without trying to change a bunch of athlete swings or throwing mechanics. Like I'm my job. I, I just enjoy getting these guys faster. And most yeah. coaches say, Hey, I got some kids. I want to get faster here. Call chase call Chase. Uh, it's nice being able to meet players from different schools uh, and travel teams, et cetera. It's, it's, it's a lot of fun. And my guys are getting quicker, right? Most of them on average after uh, 12 to 14 weeks are, are getting, um, are dropping half a second from their 60 yard dash time, which is significant. That's some huge. of them more, some of them a little less, but all of them have gotten faster. Yeah. Every single one of them. Yeah. And it's the kids, like you were saying, that are making the most of every rep and going home and trying to perfect that mechanic or that drill. Those are the ones probably gaining the most speed. Um, I'm really curious as to what are your signature drills that you're teaching right now? I mean, obviously, you probably start with things like A skips and that. um, But what are some like everyday things that you're working on with your athletes, no matter what? 
mobility, like hip mobility, ankle mobility. Um, I think it's important to have superior mobility, especially in your hips, so that you can maximize your strike length. Um, a lot of people don't realize that. Um, I, I also, I'm a big fan of wall drives. Um, yeah. Like after we do our mobilities um, and all of our stretching, we do wall drives. And a, a wall drive essentially, some people call them exchanges, where you lean up against the wall at a nice angle like this, and your hands are up against the wall, and your feet are literally yeah. in places like this. Mm-hmm. And you have to make sure that you maintain your the right hip mobility. Um, sorry, not hip mobility. Your knee drive, right? Your knees have to get up. I look for dorsiflexion to make sure that their ankles are cocked like this. <laughs> yeah. So I'm wearing this is what I'm this is what I'm wearing in my garage in my <laughs> office right now. But yeah, a lot of people don't realize that. You, we're not running on our toes, right? Too many people are taught you run on your toes, you hit on your toes. Like that's wrong too. You actually run on the midfoot, mm-hmm. right? You want to make sure that your ankle stays, you maintain dorsiflexion all the way down to when you hit the ground so that once you hit the ground, you're just firing, yeah. right? If you're running on your toes, you have a weak ankle, you hit the ground and then your foot has to go down and then you're finally running off of it. So there, there are a lot of little things that, um, little bad habits that need to be broken and it takes time to change those motor patterns. So, um, the, the hip mobility, um, ankle mobility, uh, glute strength, glute and core strength. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you have a loose and, and weak core, you're not going to be able to, to maximize your power output. So, uh, yeah. Mobility, especially for your posture. Mobility, yeah. Yeah. Glute strength, core strength, um, and, uh, exchanges are, are huge for me and acceleration drills. I mean, they're, they're great acceleration drills out there. I mean, I could go on and on. You could do your, your falling starts, your ground starts. But uh, one of my favorite things to do is to set up high hurdles and have guys. YouTube is getting a show right now. I'm all over. Yeah, they're, they're high hurdles and yeah. then they run into a sprint. Then they go right into a sprint. And I, I like that because opposite like direction. On the side, well, once, once you're getting your, your feet going up right here, yeah. Right, once they're going over these high hurdles and I tell them I want them to run a quick burst 10 yards in that direction after right, immediately after they're done with that, your body gets used to driving your knees to your hip to hip height. Right. And so when you start taking off in this direction, your body's naturally going to have a higher knee drive out so they can understand that it leads to more force production. I love this. I love this. Change of direction is it's so important. And I think when people think base running, they always think, oh, I'm just, I'm thinking linear, but no, like when you lead off the bag, you're sideways and you have to be able to go in the opposite direction as fast as you, as you can. And doing this is also helping you be a better defender. It's helping you become a better hitter, believe it or not, simply by knowing how to change direction. Like people are like, oh my gosh, my home to first is so slow. Well, how much are you focusing on your first step out of the box? Probably zero. And like, First step, change of direction. These are all different things that incorporate a, a quick, fast athlete, but that's not just for base running. You know, like, sure, I'll probably mm. call this episode base running, but just being fast, I still think it's like the, the most ultimate separator for any athlete. What would you say to somebody who says, well, I'm not fast, it's for other people, I don't think I could become fast? What would you say to that person? That's just the wrong <laughs> attitude, it's the wrong mentality. It's just wrong. I mean, I have players that were running over an eight 60 yard dash. I mean, I know in softball, you guys probably don't run a 60 yard dash time, but over an eight's pretty slow if you're in high school. And uh, I had a player that ran an eight go to a seven three. And so he went from, is a pitcher 
too. But not even not even somebody that's going to utilize uh, his speed on the bases. But he gained ten miles per hour on his fastball. Isn't that insane? That is insane. Because he learned how to I'm use his body right. Right. I'm not surprised. Yeah, at all. You're, you're, you become a lot more coordinated and explosive through this. There's so many gains. It's not just about speed. It's also just your overall athletic ability. Your, your, your drive, that first step. I mean, we focus on acceleration a lot. Uh, and like I said, in baseball, colleges and, and professional teams want to know how fast you run your 60-yard dash time, which is weird because very rarely do we reach maximum velocity, like top speed on a baseball field or softball field. Like So I focus more on acceleration than top speed, especially at the beginning of my program. Uh, acceleration is so important. I mean, we're accelerating out of the box. When you burst towards the ball in the direction the ball is hit, I mean, you're using it in all other sports too, if you're a multi-sport athlete. Mm-hmm. Um, acceleration is huge. And all the little intricacies that go hand in hand to maximize your acceleration um, are so beneficial. Just on, like, yeah, I, if somebody were to say that to me, I'd say, look, like, you could be faster. And it's the kind of thing where once you work on it and you become quicker and you know what it takes to be faster and you know proper mechanics, you take it with you, right? You're not continually working on it for your whole career. Once you understand it and have that flexibility and develop your muscles right, it's something that you will just have the rest of your career. It's not like hitting or pitching where you have to continually have lessons to get better and maintain. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm huge with that. Um, one thing that I like to do to keep base running fun because or just speed work fun is like have somebody chase you. Like maybe they're like two steps behind you and you both have to go at the same time. And that simple, mm. that simple knowing that somebody could go tap you, it's like that urgency to help you with your speed. That was something that I started speed training um, when I was in high school. It was my junior year. I started lifting speed training. And that's when I was first blown away by like, how somebody lengthy who I thought was like average, kind of like you said you were average. I, I started sprinting and learning how to run. And all of a sudden they were like, are you sure you don't want to become like a track runner? Simply because of like the amount of speed, but acceleration that I was creating within like the first few months of being there, they were like, are you sure you don't want to run track? And I'm like, no, I'm dead sure. Like, mm-mm. I, I just mm-hmm. want to be a good softball player, you know, like at that point. And it's one of my favorite days were always like once a week, we'd just do like these challenges where somebody would be two steps behind you. You'd have to go at the same time. And like your job is to not get tapped. And if you get tapped, you got like five burpees or something. How important do you think running with like that urgency is to help you gain speed? It's great. I mean, I think it replicates what it feels like in a game, right? In a mm-hmm. game, you might not have somebody chasing you, but you have a ball that you hit and you're trying to beat the ball to first base. You're trying to beat the defender. So it's, I think it's great. I love that. And I like incorporating games like that towards the end, especially if I'm working with a younger group of players to, to keep it fun. Right. Um, a lot of my my older players that are in, in high school and, and college, uh, I like to just have them race towards the end. I take the the guys and try to create some even matches. But yeah, at the, at the younger levels, we, we have a few different games that I play to, to have them chase each other. It's great. Yeah, yeah it's really fun. Well, crazy enough, we only have a few minutes left, so I want to be very conscious of your time. Um, and before I ask you, I'm going to finish with like five to thrive is what I call it, but five rapid fire questions. Before I ask you those questions, if somebody right now is listening and saying, okay, this is great, but like, where do I start? Where can they go other than your Instagram page? Because you're doing a great job there. It can, there are so many good accounts out there. Like if they type in sprint technique, speed development on YouTube or Google, um, 
you're going to find some good stuff in there that'll help you out. I'm, I'm a big fan of overtime athletes. There's a speed coach from TCU that works with their baseball team who puts out some amazing content as well. Um, I would I would just really just dive in and look online and find stuff like you'll find it. It doesn't replace having a trainer that's there with you, mm-hmm. but you'll get the information. Like what's great like with, with me, I feel like this is such an amazing tool, right? Like these these phones, I could record my guys 60 frames per second on their starts right in front of them and give them instant feedback and give them my take. They have my eyes and I can say, look, you could do a better job of this right here. This is what I want you to feel the next the next rep when you do this you get your get your elbows going right you're not you make sure you're breaking that halfway point because a lot of people get caught up right here mm-hmm. and they use the bicep instead of getting out here with it like it's it's nice to be able to be there and and show them those things mm-hmm. uh, video feedback is 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 great and if somebody is not getting that video feedback they're not gonna get that their body awareness isn't gonna go up as quickly as yeah. possible yeah if that makes sense it's kind of like dancers have a mirror in front of them, right? Mm-hmm. And and you develop that body awareness with, with what you're doing. Um, it's the same thing. So I'm there to capture things on video and give them feedback. And I could also demonstrate things. Good deal. Where can they find you? What's your handle? Chase Darno. Yeah, my Instagram is Chase Darno. I have a TikTok account that I put even more educational content is Chase underscore Darno. Um, I have a YouTube channel that I haven't used a whole lot. Um, Chase Darno also. So everything is just really just labeled as Chase Darno. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I'll put for, that in the for show notes. Sprint technique. Yeah. If somebody's in Southern California and they want to work with me, they could just go to chasedarno.com backslash training and that'll take them right to my speed development program. Perfect. Well, there's so much that I wanted to pick your brain about and we I feel like we just scratched the surface. So we're going to have to have you back on. I'm going to ask you these five questions. Let's make it quick. You ready? Yeah. All right. Who's your favorite base runner in the league right now? I mean, Trey Turner is the best base runner right now. I mean, everybody would say him. There, there's some other great base runners as well. Uh, but yeah, Trey Turner, I think, is the best base runner right now. He has good feel. He knows when he's out or not after the first step. The ability to get that first move and start stealing second and to break it down and stop when you know you don't have it because of a slide step or you read pitch out. I mean, that's that's an art. And I think he does a great job of that. It is an art. And it probably took him hundreds of years to create. Uh, that was an exaggeration, clearly. Um, what's your proudest dad moment? I want to know. Oh, my proudest dad moment. Recent. Uh, How about like it's a recent one that comes to mind? We, we, Jagger was in T-ball. He was three years old. He's the youngest on his team. <laughs> and uh, there's this one time I, I fed him a ball. I, I pitched to the team. And he hit a line trying to just right in my chest. I couldn't even get out of the way of it. I think I, I just, saw he just this. drilled me. Did you laughing. post it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my yeah. God. My wife happened to capture it. Yeah. Oh, that's incredible. Good. I mm-hmm. love that. I love that. Do you have a favorite sports movie? That you like to watch? Uh, Major League. I was going to say, you're a big yeah. film guy. Love Major League. Love Major League. That movie with Willie Mays Hayes. It was great. I loved it. That's amazing. Charlie Sheen was in that. It's yeah. a good baseball it movie. Is a good, it is a good baseball movie. I like I agree. comedies. Yeah. I agree. Um, what's your favorite drill that you teach your base runners? My favorite drill? Your, your um, speed. I shouldn't say base runners. Your athletes. That's a tough one because it really depends on the guy. Like everybody has different deficiencies. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, for for me, um, I know my guys love resistance running. 
they love resistance running. I have this pulley system where I can manipulate the amount of resistance yeah. that a guy leaves with. So you strap it around their waist, mm-hmm. I attach it to a pole, and then they dart in that direction and so clean and smooth. Uh, it's called an extra genie band. But uh, resistance running is probably one of my favorite things to do with my guys, and they, they love doing it. These answers are just making me want to go run right now. Go sprint. Oh, really? Um, I used to do well, all of these things. Now. I know, I know. My coffee's kicking in. Um, but before I ask this final question, I just want to thank you. Um, we're already over time by like oh, yeah. 60 seconds. That's okay. I'll um, make it. But I just, having you on was something that I should have had you on forever ago. But I'm just so excited to talk about that one thing that, you know, it's not really talked about much, but you're crushing it on your end and you're really helping athletes understand like how to use their bodies and be fast. And again, find that biggest separator in my opinion. So keep doing mm. what you're doing. I love it. Anything <laughs> to get an edge. You know, if you want to be better, like why wouldn't you focus on your speed? Totally. It's one of the five tools. Totally. 100%. Uh, last question I want to ask is, what legacy do you want to leave on the game? That's a great question. I, I, I do some content. Like I know that content, once you put it out, it lives forever. And I, I like that you could reach the masses with it and help mm-hmm. somebody that might not have the resources or, or live somewhere where they're not near coaches. But um I just, I just want to leave a positive impact and to be able to help a ton of people. And that's why I like content because I feel like if I have a conversation with uh, a mental skills coach with San Francisco Giants, like Kellen Lee, like we were talking about earlier, I can take his words, his credibility and draw the information out that he is willingly sharing to help somebody that lives in Iowa. You're like, wow, I never thought about that. I'm putting way too much pressure on myself. Mm-hmm. So like, years later, and this happens, like I've had fans, like baseball fans that may have met me in 2011, 12, 13, that come up to me and be like, hey, and they're like adults now. Like, hey, when I was a kid, you brought me onto the field and I stretched with you in center. And it was, I'll never forget it. It made my year. I told all my friends about it. Like I, I love being that light in people's lives. Uh, also, I don't have the answer to that yet because it's evolving. I'm two years out of playing and I'm, I'm still trying to figure out exactly what my path is going to be. And I don't know exactly what it looks like, which is kind of frightening. <laughs> well, I don't I'm think so anybody knows. I know. I know. And you guys, you and I have bonded over the fact that we really miss it. We miss playing and we're trying to figure out what our light is outside of the game. But I truly believe you're kicking butt with everything you're doing. I'm going to have to definitely post the video that we did together in California because that was just too much fun. But, you know, I, I didn't even know you had a TikTok until now, but I'm sure it's amazing content. So anybody listening, go check out Chase. Um, he's do, You're doing great things in the game, man. Pump for I you. Appreciate it. Pump for you. Thanks, Smash. All Thanks, right. Smash. Thanks for coming on. As you probably noticed, I was cut short on my questions. I had so many different things that I wanted to talk about when it comes to speed and agility, but this is a good little intro for those of you who maybe don't really know how to start with speed training. He gives you so, so many resources in this conversation, and I just want to share some of the big tips that I got out of this conversation. So like I said, his dad's influence on him and his brother Travis was massive. He encouraged them to just play, go outside, play with your siblings, make up games, race up the stairs, keep it light and have fun. Don't forget the power of just being athletic and moving around. This is so huge for any athlete that's up and coming and wants to just be a better athlete and learn how to move your body. The drills that he gave were pretty simple to apply. So like he said, and like we said, head to his Instagram and TikTok. You can find both of those in the show notes. 
at the bottom of this episode, and you can watch him teach these skills um, and, and how he trains. TikTok has probably more of his training videos. If you simply type in the words dorsiflexion, hip and ankle mobility, wall drives or exchanges, falling starts, ground starts, these are all keywords that Chase gave us in this episode. And if you just type those into YouTube, you're going to find basically how you can apply these. Now, they're not all made by Chase, but there are a lot of great coaches out there teaching these types of skills. And this is a really, really good base and start for you to learn the foundations of good sprint mechanics. As he also mentioned, racing is huge. Do races, race your siblings, race your teammates, finish practice with racing around the bases because we always run faster when someone is chasing us. Think about when you were running upstairs from your basement because you thought somebody was gonna chase you. I know, I know that's kind of morbid, but here's the deal. I used to think that, but I used to sprint up the stairs as fast as I could. So do these types of moves, sprint, chase somebody, you have somebody chase you, you try so much harder when you have somebody else pushing you. Now, if you're interested in working with Chase, I've also included in the show notes the place and where you can find where you can work with Chase. So check it out in the show notes. He's in Southern California. I wish that I had this type of training in my backyard. So if you're from Southern California or somewhere nearby, go ahead and check him out and get to work with him. He is very knowledgeable when it comes to this stuff obviously. (laughs) Now, this conversation is not talked about enough. So if you enjoyed it, please share with your team, your bestie, your tribe, because this conversation is one that really can change the game. And I'm even seeing base running. It's not where it should be. I mean, even in the college game, it can be so much better. Sprint training is a necessity. When I figured it out, I changed the game for myself. And I really think when you dive into this, it can change the game for you. Thanks for spending time with me today. And don't forget to stay humble and awkward and keep smiling. I'll see you next week.